0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and a very welcome to Lifeline. Five one double five one is our text number. Maureen Crone and Maureen, good afternoon. Hello, Joe, and thanks yes. for talking to me. Is the campaign to get Kira home or to get Zeus home? Well, uh, for me, it's to get my daughter home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're uh, they're inextricably linked. So, uh, Kira is in New York. Um, she has a dog, a golden retriever, yeah. and. They had booked him on a flight. She had booked him on a flight to come home. He's not allowed to fly at the weekend because the airline is too busy. Okay. So she couldn't take time off work because she's trying to use her holidays to come home. So she had put him on the Saturday. Right. Or on the weekday and she's on the the weekend. So that was okay until the cargo company came back and told her Mm -hmm. that in Ireland, you can't send the dog separately. Uh, You have to be on the same flight as him. Okay. And so now all the flights are booked out and she ah. rang me in tears yesterday morning and said I can't come home. She won't come home so, without Zeus. I will you see she can't apart from the fact that she she treats him like her baby. Yeah, yeah. There's no one to mind him. She has nobody in New York ah, okay. and he's he's a big dog and she's coming for 2 weeks. So, so has Zeus got a ticket at the minute to get home? Yes, he's booked on a flight on the 20th. Next Wednesday. Yeah, and ah. that's where we're we're trying to say somebody in Ireland has people on that flight. That flight is full. Okay. And the Department of Agriculture only require okay. a person on that flight to say that they are the authorised person. Yeah, in charge. Zeus. Yeah, they don't have to meet Zeus or anything. Yeah. And to be fair... Uh, and Zeus doesn't, have to, to, Zeus doesn't have to sit in your lap or anything. He's in the hold. <laughs> He'd squash you, Joe. He's a big dog. Okay, he's in Um, the hold. He's in the hold. And and to be fair, we've been on to Charlie McConnell's office to see, Zeus has an Irish passport, uh, to see is there any discretion they have. Now, rules are there for good reason, so we we don't hold out much hope for that. But uh, I think there's a rule here. The the other EU countries don't, they're okay once you're travelling within five days of the dog. But I think they've been quite strict here about breeders putting dogs on planes and all that. So... But he is a family pet. He's not a he's not a dog being sold okay. commercially or anything. Now, when you say legally responsible, let's cut to the chase here, Maureen. Legally responsible means that if something goes wrong, for example, now nothing will go wrong, and I hope Zeus isn't listening. If <laughs> if something goes wrong, and for example, say the dog escapes when he's the dog has been brought from uh, the freight out to the plane. Okay. Yes. Say yeah. the dog escapes. What they mm-hmm. what they will say is we need somebody now. I'm I'm this is this must be it has to be a, a Defcon three scenario. We need somebody to authorize us to shoot the dog. Why would well, why else no, would they need somebody? You don't have to go down and feed the dog. You don't have to go down and pet the dog. But they need they want someone that they can say to listen. Your dog is gone. God forbid, it won't happen. Your dog is gone, and we need. It's in a. It's in. A, it's in an airfield, and we need to. To unfortunately, um, yeah. put down the dog. It's not the only reason you'd need someone. Uh, no, 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 Joe. I, I think okay. that's the wrong end of the stick altogether. You see, I, I think I, my understanding now, and the Department of Agriculture would have to confirm it, yeah. is all they want is a one-to-one relationship that an animal doesn't get on a plane 
like that a breeder isn't sending over dog after dog after dog to be sold in Ireland. Uh, okay. Are you sure? You know, they just want... Well, yeah. look, I, as I said to you, that's my understanding. Standing. Okay. I'm a mammy trying to get my daughter at the I table know, for the Christmas dinner. So we have... My niece is coming home from Singapore. Her My nephew's home from Canada. There's friends flying in from Geneva to meet Kira when she's here. We've had a health scare in the family this year, which has oh been gosh. an awful shock for Kira. And we all just want her to be home for Christmas. So all we were asking is that somebody on that plane is willing okay. to say that they are the named contact for that dog. It's just to have a one-to-one relationship oh, okay. that okay. a person on the plane and a dog in the hold, they won't ever see the dog. They don't have to know anything about him. They don't, all have, they have, to, to they don't have to retrieve the dog, pardon the pun. Not at all, no, we have all that organised. Okay. Yeah, so it's so really to say they're on the flight and what their email address is, and then the cargo company is happy to be able to tell the Department of Agriculture that this is not a random dog travelling yeah. for okay. sale on his own or whatever. So what, what flight is Zeus booked on? I know it's, it's December it's, 20th, what time? It's uh, you're, well. We have it's EI one oh six, and it's yeah, and it's coming into Dublin. Um, I think it's leaving New York at nine ten p.m. Oh nine ten. But the researcher, your researcher, has all the flight details. Okay, well, don't have I just, that in front yeah, of but it. I just need to give it out to the listeners. So it's the twentieth of December, course. Wednesday. If you are you on the twenty one hundred ten? It's ten past nine at night time. EI one oh six. Are you it's on EI the EI one oh six on the twentieth, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to I just see if I have it here in front a, of me now. Are you a pet lover? Um yeah. and are you uh, a lover of mothers? Irish yeah. Irish <laughs> mammies especially. Yeah. And yeah. it's the Aer Lingus, obviously one of EI one oh six is Aer Lingus. Um it is, if it you is, love yeah. Irish mothers and you love dogs and you love helping people, we want a dog Samaritan, not a good Samaritan, a dog Samaritan, to say yes, I will uh, put my name down and I believe the story which Maureen is telling because Maureen, when she was on the radio with Joe Duffy last week, she burst into tears. Didn't you, Maureen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With upset, with upset. Yeah, it's EI106, e- e- Joe, on um, the December the 20th from JFK at 9.10pm. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. And really, it's just somebody to give Kira and us, our family, a Christmas present. Okay. All they have to give is their name. They don't have to do anything. They'll never meet this beautiful dog. Uh, but it's just to let us have our family Christmas here now, has, and not have has, stuff in New has York. Has Sue's got air miles? Has he ever flown before? He did. See, uh, I was saying to your researcher, Joe, when I get to the pearly gates, yeah. uh, I'll have to tell St. Peter that I didn't get my daughter a puppy. Uh, because I had a mad job and I was out all the time. There was no such thing as working from home in those days. And so the first thing Kira did, as soon as she got uh, accommodation of her own where they would allow a pet, is she got a puppy. So she has been, okay. he has been everywhere Kira has gone for the last three years, uh, including travelling through uh, Europe last year in the back of a jeep. Okay. He has been with her. Yeah, I understand. People are very, very, very attached to their yeah. dog. No, she adores him. And he's a magnificent dog. And you're, your you're, researcher you're, posted him on your, on your we, website. We, we, I retweeted up on the at Joe Liveline. But you're saying the bottom line is Kira will not be at your Christmas table if Zeus is not there. Correct. 
Yeah, they should. They they're inseparable. Oh, they can't be separated. Okay. okay. Stay there, Mar- so, Marguerite. Oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Joe at RT. If you can help, the flight is EI one oh six. It's next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Next Wednesday night at nine the ten. You don't have From to JFK. see the dog. You don't have to pet the dog. You don't have to feed no. the dog. You don't have to bring no. him out for his his uh, piddle 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 or whatever he does. Um, Marguerite. I'm here. How, well, thank God for that. Tell us a story. No, I, Tell us a story about your dog. Well, you see, but do you know what it is, Joe? The no. thing is, that, um, I didn't realise I had I had to be on the flight. I'm not on the flight. Ah. And what did you think I was asking for, Marguerite? I thought you were asking for what I went through, which was picking the dog up at the airport. And in the meantime, if I could give my details and that the flight. The okay, so tell us. Well, tell us your story. What happened? Um, I, my, I, I gave a pup years and years ago to a friend of mine in the Algarve when okay. I was there. In Portugal, he, yeah, okay. In Portugal, and he passed away, uh, the owner. And um, Oh, the I friend was, passed I, away? Yeah, and I was here, living here. Yeah. And um, when he passed away, my immediate thought was, what about the dog, because yeah. they were so close. Um, and his family, uh, the owner's family, wanted to put the dog down, and I just couldn't live with that. Okay. So I did um, a whole big thing of trying to get the dog over. I wasn't the owner, and this, that, and the other, and yeah. it went on for two months, and um, eventually Homer, the dog's name, Homer. Homer, yeah. Um, when he, um, eventually when I got through, I got him to the vet to organise his paperwork okay. and his passport, Right. And then um, I got him over here with the help of some very, very good friends because it was a thousand euro to get him flown from the Algarve. Wow. He had to go by carrier. They had to, Aer Lingus was the, the carrier. Yeah. But the, um, they had to have, a you know, a, a, somebody had to be responsible for him. So the yeah. cargo company, they, um, they took that responsibility and... Um, he was delivered over to Ireland and I went through all the rigmarole two in the morning, myself and my friend went to collect him at the Brilliant. place in the airport. And just the look on his face when he got down, ah. out of that, he was so well cared for. And Lovely. Did he recognise you, Marguerite? Straight away. Ah, brilliant. Ran, out, ran straight to me. And, I mean, my dogs, both my dogs were rescued, Homer and Benjamin. Mm. Oh, Benjamin. And... Benjamin Berry because oh, yes. I got him at Christmas. Oh, okay. Thank God he has a, <laughs> has a surname anyway. He has, yes. Benjamin Berry and um, Homer II. And both of them passed away last year within um, seven weeks of each other. And I was devastated. I'd my vet come up and I'd candles going. I had uh, soft music in the background and both yeah. of them went uh, over the bridge um, in the same way as they lived on my bed. You know? Okay, okay. Uh, Maureen, stay with us. Mar- Marguerite, stay with us. A thousand euro. A thousand euro. Yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Just for the dog. And where, where is Homer now? Poor old Homer. He's passed away. He passed away last year. Oh, God. What age, yeah. was, what age was Homer? Homer was 12, okay. or going on 13. But Benjamin, he was only five and a half. And what happened to Ben Berry? Ben, Benjamin Berry, he was a rescue that I got from um, Kerry from um, Animal Haven and uh, they took really good care of him and I went, they brought him up to me five years ago, Christmas five years ago and uh, he got a huge big lump on in between his, on his breast between his two legs in the front okay. and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and oh, God. 
Okay. It was ridiculous. He just was cancerous. It was terrible. And did they, did, they, did Ben and Homer die close together, so to speak? Time, do you read time-wise? Yes. Seven weeks. Okay. Do dogs fret when another dog... When they're... I would think about that. And the I believe they do, Joe, yeah. Do I they? Know yeah. The story okay, Maureen, Maureen and Marguerite, stay with us. We're getting calls in. We might have some news after this break. Joe Talk at RT.ie. on 0818 Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. We're getting word that there's someone on the flight that's interested in helping out Maureen. Oh, um, really? So fingers oh, crossed. Yeah. Well, we said we might need more than one, one person to nominate themselves because they might, you just know. to be sure. Yeah, to, yeah, be sure yeah, to be sure, yeah. to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Joe, can I just And by the way, did, did, sorry, did, did Kira, did, did Kira, how much did she pay to get Zeus a ticket? On EI 106. Uh, do you know? I don't know if I want to say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I have. I'd have to have a look and see what she what she charged. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to her, I, it's not it's, really about yeah, the money. Exactly. It's, it's about she wants to be with her family, priceless. so she's no the, choice. The, Joe, the, the yeah, words you're yeah. looking for is priceless. But Joe, I just want to say, like, how brilliant is this country that it's only 24 hours since I emailed your show? Yeah, and we, we wait and see. I didn't, yeah. You know, but I even to get the airtime to be able to talk yeah, about yeah. it and, and put it out there is brilliant. People love their love their pets. It's an, it's an unusual one. Um, where is where is um, Caroline Regan in North America? Caroline. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good morning. What time is it in New, in New York? What time is it? Eight or nine o'clock nine in the morning. O'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Okay. You, have you heard the story? Yeah, and unfortunately we had our, um, I'm on the board of the Irish Network in New York. Okay. And we had our Christmas party last night. Oh, very good. And I would say 80% of the people were going home next week. Ah. So I'm sure we can find somebody to help. And do you, great, do you have oh. a net, do you have a network of, uh, a WhatsApp group or an email group or a newsletter? Um, we're or? the Irish Network in New York City. So. Uh, we have about four. Oh, okay. We have a lot of people following us on Instagram. Great. If you want to check us out and follow us. I know, yeah, we're, um, we're great. But, but so the flight, you have all the details. If you ask, ask your network. EI 106, JFK, next Wednesday night, 9.10. They have to do nothing except sign a form. Just give their, their confirmation of their flight and their email address, yeah. Joe. Um, that's all. They give that to, we'll give that to Erlingus. Okay, okay. And Caroline, and what... Have, what give, um, Go ahead, Joe. Now, Caroline, what does the Irish Network do, generally? Uh, we are a platform where um, a lot of, like last night, we had maybe 20 new members. Great. Most of them have just arrived in New York for three weeks. They're maybe here for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the night, they all had new friends. Oh, uh, we are, and we help people get jobs. We help with graduate visas. We work with the Emerald Isle Immigration Centre in Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, our, the Irish consulate, Gareth, was there last night. Uh, he is um, the assistant to the consul general. Right. And Caroline, are you, where are you from originally? I'm from Roscommon. Ah, and how long are you in the States? I'm from Castlereagh. Castlereagh. No, Pardon? Well. Yes. How long are you in the States yeah. and, and what are you doing there? I actually... Um, Lived in New York before 9-11, and then I moved home to Ireland. Okay. Uh, and I lived in Dublin for 10 years. I had a business in Dublin. And okay. I moved back here about 15 years ago. And what pulled you back after 9-11? 
You just missed. I, I, I saw everything happen on nine eleven. Oh goodness! So I just wanted to go home. Oh, you poor thing. Oh my God! I know it's fine. I know, I know. But then, when you when you came, I know there's a delay on the line. When you came when you came home, Caroline, to Castlereagh, or you lived in Dublin. What made you go back to New York then? Oh wow, Joe. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I had I lived in Dublin for ten years. I had my own business there. Yeah. I sold my business and I moved back to Ireland. Uh, back to the states. Uh, my parents had passed away. Oh, okay. uh, my dad died suddenly, oh, okay. and uh, my friends were all here. Yeah, great. So uh, we have a fantastic community in New York. Sounds well, uh, well done. And what, really is what you do, Caroline? Sorry for interrupting, and I'm not taking. I should be taking more account of the delay by by not interrupting. But uh, do you do this work voluntarily in the Irish uh, network, NYC? Absolutely. Now that's magic. Yeah. Well, well done. I've been on the committee for uh, more than ten years. Wow. It was set up by a gentleman from Cork, from uh, Wexford, called John Murphy, um, okay. Verona's brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, he and some friends, uh, about 15 years ago, sent up, uh, realized that there was nowhere for people to meet. Yeah. So it's casual. Uh, we're one of the leading um, organizations in New York that helps people settle in New York. That's we help with finding them jobs. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. Yeah, and network. Plus, we have yeah. we also have a party between Christmas and New Year's for people that can't go home at a friend's restaurant. She's from Galway. It's called the Churchill, and okay. um, it'll be you know it's very important that we have that because people are lonely. That's a very, home. That's a brilliant idea. It has idea. great Irish food for us. So it's in the Churchill. Do you want to announce it or? If anyone is if anyone is oh, in is in the states is. between Christmas and New Year's. New Year's, it will be at the Churchill restaurant, uh, which is on 28th between off Park Avenue. Yeah. And I believe it's the 27th, and everyone is welcome. Okay. Well, people can can uh, look up your your website and they'll they can they yeah. can follow us on the Irish Network. Um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the on the, Instagram uh, yeah. on, on. Sounds great. That's a great idea. Anyone that's and that week between now, I know in in the states it's the people work until New Year, until Christmas Eve, and they're back on St Stephen's Day or the day yeah. after. It's a very short yeah, holiday. Yeah, one day for Christmas here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's but Caroline, a, that's... thank you so much for trying to help, Kira. I really appreciate well, um, that. So um, I will give you my telephone number. Okay. Off air, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. And well done. if she calls me, I'll help with this as well. Okay. Okay, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. And, okay. and Caroline, happy, happy, very happy Christmas to you, or happy holidays, whatever phrase they use over there. Uh, very happy Absolutely. Christmas to you and to you and yours. And do you do do you do on Christmas? Day, I know you do turkey for Thanksgiving, but on Christmas Day, and Thanksgiving is nearly bigger than Christmas at this stage. But on Christmas Day, do you do turkey and ham and all the trimmings, as they say? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to a friend's house around the corner. She's from Cork, Emily. Yeah. And we're having turkey. Brilliant. And her Brilliant. parents are visiting from Ireland. Ah, oh, for God's sake. And are they bringing Barry's yeah. tea and Clonakilty pudding, asked them, and Tato 
And we've no more room for it. We, oh, okay. We've we've sold Mary Pito. Well done, Caroline. That's that's a really decent offer, but it's a really it's really great work you're doing out there. And as I say, voluntarily because oh, it thank can, you so much. Because it can be um it can be daunting arriving well, in Australia. We've all over the country. Right. Actually, last night we had three girls join us from the Dubai Irish Network. They were oh. in Tampa everything. Well done. Well done. And Caroline, where was the party so, on last um, I night? I want to say happy Christmas to two people. Yeah, please do. Um, to my niece and nephew, Lauren yeah. and Jack. And a special um, happy Christmas to my aunt Maureen. It will be her 90th birthday. Wow. And I'm sorry I'm missing it. And where is Auntie Maureen? Auntie Maureen is around the corner in Stillorgan. Okay. And um, well done, she's Auntie fantastic. Maureen. And she plays bridge every day. Great. And she is amazing. Bridge every day? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. On, online or in Pretty person? Online, on our computer. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. Okay. She's uh, fabulous. Okay, Auntie Maureen. I can't wait to get all the phone calls now when I hang up from... Okay, okay. <laughs> from Maureen, especially. <laughs> Tell her we said hello. Okay, Caroline Regan, good to meet you. Good to the Irish uh, Network, NYC. Marguerite uh, and Algarve, who told me about Ben, Benjamin Berry and uh, Homer. Homer and God rest the yeah. two of them. Where do where do you bury dogs, Marguerite? Do you mind me asking? Um, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea where they bury them, but no. I can tell you, Joe, they won't be going anywhere except with me because they're in boxes now in my sitting room. You got their you got their you got their ashes. I have them. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Have you have you got a dog now, Marguerite? No. What I'm going to do, I it's very difficult for me to actually yeah. warm to the idea of taking a dog on again. So what I'm going to do now, a year on after they've both gone, I'm going to um, foster and I'm going to try to foster um, two, maybe three of the old dogs that don't even get a look in. Okay. And try and make their lives a little bit better, you know, than maybe they haven't had a a hug or a a bed to lie on properly, you know what I mean? I know. And when, 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 when Homer came home, yeah. And you spent a thousand euro getting them home. Yeah, on, that's from what the it cost, yeah. And if Homer was misbehaving, you know, he's looking for more food or he's barking all the time at the fridge. You know, those little nippy dogs that do that. I know, thing. yeah, yeah. Did you ever say to Homer, now, Homer, I spent a thousand euro getting you back from the Algarve. If you don't, if you don't behave, I'm sending you back. <laughs> well, he would just look at me. I know and he would. And, I know, the yeah. little, the big, the big weepy eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's it, exactly. And before yes. you know it, he's, he's getting another slice of ham. Okay, Marguerite, well, me. where's, where's, um, Joan Kennedy, Joan. Hello. Very much. Joan, what? But Joan, I'm looking at your card. What are you? Are you going to give Zeus a reference? <laughs> well, I could. Okay. He's a lovely dog. I remember him dashing up to me because I always get the uh, treats to the dogs on the beach, okay. and Kira would always laugh. But lovely. You know, uh, you know, Kira. Do you? Sorry. I, I don't. Uh, my name is Joan. I just meet Kira on Borough Beach in Sutton. Oh, stop! God, that makes me feel yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Her, yeah. I remember so well. She loved those walks on the beach. And how yeah. did you? How did? How did you get to know Zeus? So, just from oh, walking. Incredible. Just from walking, I walk with my dog there every morning, and I always have a bag of okay. treats. And the dog, all the dogs know me. Okay, well done, well done. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, Kira was lovely too. I actually had wondered what happened to her. Uh, I didn't know her personally. Just to say yeah, I was yeah, yeah I know. Magic, you're all yeah. the dog walkers meet. Yeah, yeah. yeah she went yeah. to New York. Yeah. 
and she's living yeah. in Manhattan there, working as a data scientist. So not only not only Maureen have we got a couple of people I see so far offering or saying they want to talk to see what the the options are. They're they're on the flight. Brilliant. We now have a, we've a reference for Zeus, yeah. haven't we, John? <laughs> we've a reference. Like and what would you? He's what, a wonderful dog. Okay, yeah. and John, yeah, what John, what would you write in the reference? I I know Zeus. He is very he, well he behaved. Very well behaved. He behave uh, if he call, comes when he's called, and right. he always has a smile on his face. Ah, Isn't that lovely, Maureen. Yeah, he's a very well trained dog. Now, God, Kira put huge hours into uh, training him. Yeah, I say any human getting that reference would be grateful, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is for a dog. Okay, well done, John Kennedy. Okay. Happy okay. Happy Christmas to you, Marguerite. I'll send to you too, John. And, 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 and your family and many more of them, please, God. Maureen Cronin, we're going to have to stay in touch. Marguerite, uh, also, as the offers come in, we'll try and, we'll try and, so col- good, try and collect yeah. them. Okay, now it's the listeners, the listeners. Thanks so much. Okay, good to meet them all, good Maureen. And Kira and Zeus. Okay. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Um, by the way, if Aer Lingus, and now Aer Lingus are on the, on the case, fair play to them, and Aer Lingus are, um, they say they're, 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 they're working on it. Okay, I, don't, I can't, I can't uh, jump to conclusions, um, but they are uh, following a definite lead. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at rte.ie. OK, Veronica Coughlin. Veronica, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Last week... Thank you very much for giving me your time. Yeah, you're very welcome. And last week we were doing the bus service in Dublin disappearing for some people. What's happened in Europe down in Waterford, Veronica? Well, in our area, they have extended the routes, but they've taken away... Some of the services, basically. Ah. Some of the st- uh, some of the stops or some of the services. Some of the stops, ah. stops, and um, they have cut off one little area in the Gaeltacht to ring, and um, it means that several people in that area won't would have to walk down a hill and then walk back up the hill. Okay. But um, so you but t- you tell me, us y- it, your story, yeah. yes. My story is that the bus passes my road. That some years ago, I started taking this bus. Before I got my bus pass, I was paying, and I'd willingly pay again to be mm-hmm. picked up. A wonderful service, lovely drivers, and it means it's an all-day service. One can get to town and then choose a bus to come home on, not be tied to a certain time that you just have to be there. And that they, they set times, but that they, that there are mm-hmm. several set times, several times. Um, now the bus will not stop. Uh, the bus would pass me by on mm. the road. It's it's over three kilometres for me to walk wow. from uh, yeah and uh, into the local village uh, to pick up the bus. There are two stops there within less than five minutes of one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, walking for me five minutes for a young person two minutes. And uh, whereas I, I and others that would take, mine would be a request stop. It isn't a stop where there is a bus stop, you know, there, mm-hmm. but it's a request stop. And it has been recognised since whenever CIE started a service. I know it was there in the 50s when I was a child that there was a stop, that they would a request stop there. And um, it has been a wonderful thing. I don't have a car. I don't have relatives living nearby and mm-hmm. I don't have many neighbours nowadays because a lot of the houses, it's a holiday area 
a lot of the houses are um, holiday homes. And yeah. also, I was away for 40 years working and uh, I've lost contact. So this service was wonderful and now it's taken away. And it's not just me. There are others involved, you know, being this is affecting a lot of people. But when you say you request, is every bus stop not a request stop? In other words, unless someone no. is unless someone is alighting or boarding, the bus will not stop. Well, you, 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 there is no sign. You ah, just okay. put out your hand. Ah, okay. And that, but it's a case of uh, Belnamertna, at the end of Belnamertna, we call it Belnamertna Cross, but it's not an actual crossroads. It's where Belnamertna joins the the. the Dungarvan to Ardmore Road and it has always been a request up where one puts up one's hand. Okay. And have you had any, it's 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 obviously uh, who runs the service, it's not a private service, it's a local link so it's, well, it, it's, it's transport for Ireland. Link. Yeah. Transport for Ireland, yeah. yes. And it, as I say, it was a wonderful service mm-hmm. and uh, that, but now, now the, the suits are, are after reorganising things People that have perhaps never lived in the countryside and don't understand what it is like to live in the countryside, perhaps. And also, this looks very good on paper or on the computer or whatever, I would think. Um, They are linking all the buses together as such. Now, one of the things they have done is they are buying larger buses. They haven't them on the go yet for our area, but they will. And those buses will be... Now, it's not a large bus. They're getting... I think they'd be about 35 or 36 seaters compared with yeah, uh, them, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe 19 seater that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the reasons for that, apparently, is because they'd be safer. But you see, the smaller bus, one can buy, get those smaller buses with the lower floor, which would make them safer, you know, mm-hmm. so that when people would alight, that they wouldn't fall flat on their face. Um, this is supposed to be one of the reasons for getting the larger buses. Now, um, it cannot be the, the rush of people because I actually walked into the village today. Now, it was a nice fine day and I had an appointment in town. Mm. So I did walk into the village and um, three of us got on the bus in the village and two other people got on the bus on the way down because a lot okay. of the people that would normally get it, they can't get it now. So what they need larger buses for is absolutely beyond one. And do they say, Veronica, like when you wrote to them saying, why did you change the service and leave me stranded? Um, did you get a reply? Oh, I didn't get a reply as such. From I sent a couple of emails to the staff who's in charge in the local link office okay. in Dungarvan. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't received any reply, not okay. even an acknowledgement as yet from him. I called well, to the office earlier, nothing. So I haven't spoken with him, but the girl in the office is very nice and she told me there are no updates. Now, according to to one of the... Um, they, uh, I got on to various TDs and 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 councillors and according to the Green Party chap, mm. Marco Kahasik, he was on the radio the yesterday TD, talking yeah. about something else. He was questioned and his answer was that uh, for insurance purposes. Now... The insurance purposes okay. would have been there for, for the past five or six years of her Anyway, yeah, yeah. So therefore, okay. that is just political speak, I reckon. Well, we don't, we don't, we'll try and find out. We're, we've asked Transport for Ireland on your behalf and we'll try and find out. And Veronica, I'm thinking as well today, you, you saw that bus crash in, in Ballyragged in Kilkenny. Eight school students among 13 injured this morning. Um, 
the local newspapers are calling it a horror crash but um, there's eight in hospital and the two drivers and I think a teacher as well is in hospital one driver has been airlifted to uh, Dublin another driver is in Tullamore Hospital and the remainder are in St Luke's Hospital in Kilkenny but the word we heard there uh, about a half an hour ago was that nobody is in is in danger. Um, but that That's sounds good. like I didn't. Sounds I like a pretty that. awful, a pretty awful uh, event. Okay, yeah. go go to meet a Maha good Veronica Joe at RT.ie. five one double five one is the text. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 I introduced Derek there a few minutes ago. Uh, we're, trying, we're still trying to get, but in the meantime, Mary Larkin has contacted us about the exact same issue. Tell us, tell us about the issue, Mary. Uh, good afternoon, Joe. Yeah. This is just something I noticed when I went to use my Dun Stores voucher a couple of weeks mm-hmm. back. And I'm reasonably organised about it, took out my voucher, got my business sorted, and I looked at the date. And I said, this couldn't be right. The voucher was up for the last three days. So I mentioned it to a few friends and they said the same. Unfortunately, they got stuck in the shop with their shopping and their voucher wasn't valid. And I felt it was just a bit mean-spirited at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a great Dunn stores here, a fabulous shop yeah. in Jetland. It's one of their flagship shops, always extremely busy. And I just felt they really didn't need to do this to increase their profits. And for people who are yeah. on a budget... Joe, it now means that so the being previous, and I know in fairness, Connor Pope has been writing about this in Price Watch the last few weeks. Um, uh-huh. The previous duration for the validity of the voucher was how long? Fourteen days. And now, Two it's, weeks. Re- now it's reduced, it's reduced to ten. Ten, exactly. So it's just forcing an extra spend. I reckoned with my ready mm-hmm. reckoner. No, it is. Um, a, it is a very good offer, isn't it? Oh, it is good offer but it's you know for people who wouldn't be watching it and I'm sure a lot Mm -hmm. of people would use more than the 26 vouchers in the 12 month period but this would be say 26 spends of 50 euros now it would be up to 35 which is a significant amount of money for people who are trying to manage a budget in the present time I know at one stage one supermarket group was saying we will accept the Dunn Stores vouchers. That's how, <laughs> that's how tight the competition was. But that doesn't happen now, I presume. No, no. I think they've all come up with their own schemes now, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dunn Stores say, because we got a reply from them, we seen a reply, uh, an extended validity period was put in place during COVID when shoppers had to curtail their visits to stores. On each voucher, an individual validity date is reflected. Uh, in 2023, October, we reinstated the 10-day validity. In other words, they said that's the way. I can't remember. I can't remember any any life before COVID. Um, no, I, I, I can't either, Joe. And I certainly <laughs> don't remember what life? period of time was I on voucher. To be honest with you, but okay. I just felt it was something that there was no notification about it. There was nothing on the docket saying. Yeah. Good point. This has yeah, a yeah. decreased period, which would at least alert and people. Even they, and maybe done, they would have used it yeah. the three days earlier. And I just felt just something that should yeah. be brought and to I've, attention. And I've seen people. and you've seen notices on the back of receipts. Could be, could be a local community notice or whatever, or it could be an ad. But they could they could have put it in red ink on the back saying, sure. please note that the the validity period for this for your 10, 50, 10 off fifty um, is. Um, is being reduced by by one one third basically, exactly from fourteen exactly. fifteen days to ten. Okay, okay. Have you done your big shop for Christmas yet? 
I haven't, Joe. I'm I'm going to be last minute this year, I'm afraid. Okay, but have you? <laughs> but the one thing you have to say about the Irish supermarket uh, uh, geography and scale and and panorama, there's there's an intense competition. Absolutely. I mean, they all have. Yeah. I don't know whether I should mention different stores, but yeah, too. Yeah, Tesco's good. Tesco's have their because I've investigated this since my voucher was okay. invalid. And I noticed Tesco now with the club card, I think it's probably one of the best because it's it's indefinite in the sense if you have your club card, you go mm-hmm. in and get the deal with your club card. So there's no date limit on it. And I know Super Value have their own scheme in place as well. Okay, yeah. And um, I mean, I don't don't forget the local shops, yeah, which were also yeah. so good to us during COVID. Yeah, Santras and, and the Mace uh, and the Londres. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. like to support them and as well. And all, so. all the local all the local shops who are finding it hard. Where are you out shopping at the moment, Mary? No, Joe, I'm actually at the hairdressers oh. at the moment. <laughs> Get, is, I'm getting this part prepared for Christmas. And what are you, what are you, are you, what are you getting done? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to divulge that on that. <laughs> now remember, do you remember? I'll finish on this, Mary, and it's a little little word of warning to you. If, um, um, if you're, uh, and I'm not saying you are now, but if you're getting a colour, okay? If you're yeah, getting so. a colour done, we discovered during COVID... When one of our listeners rang their hairdresser, because the hairdresser was closed, saying, can you have, can, can you tell me what my colour is? You know, every colour is slightly yes, different. Yes. And the hairdresser told him, under GDPR, we cannot tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't start on another happy horse. So, so if, you get, if you get a chance, OK, when the hairdresser yes. is not looking, Will you take out take your a quick f- look at the car? A quick photograph, yeah, just for <laughs> just for future reference. Okay, to okay, Joe. Okay. Happy Christmas to you, you all too, and your, ma- your listeners and everybody. Uh, and you're very kind, and 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 many more of them. Five one double five. When you mentioned Christmas, you know what Christmas week is. Monday, we're doing fascinating hobbies. Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, we are doing um, self-published books. Joe at rt.ie. Uh, Thursday we're doing Little Live Line and Friday we're doing uh, Top 10 Highs and Lows your, your vote of the year that's passed and then on Sunday morning which is uh, Christmas Eve we are outside the Bailey uh, public house there off uh, Grafton Street uh, on Marks and Spencer's Corner and among other things we're going to try and do a very very uh, big rendition of Fairy Tale of New York live for everyone that's away but we we'll be singing it uh, en masse from uh, Grafton Street led by uh, Camille Camille Sullivan OK good to meet you good to meet back after this Joe at rt.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Joe Duffy Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 OK um, Joe uh, at rt.ie Mary Cahill Mary good you're, you're recommending you're recommending good service uh, coming up to Christmas where are you where are you talking about Mary Well I'm talking here about Millie's filling station at the Dublin Bridge in Mullingar OK you pull in get your petrol somebody yeah. will come out wash your windscreen oh, check magic. the oil I don't, the water, I don't believe. I don't believe. Slow yeah. down, Mary. I'm I'm in shock here. You can drive into a garage in Mullingar. Someone yes. comes out to serve you petrol. No, no, no. You fill your own petrol. Okay. What do they do? Comes, someone comes out, checks the oil and the water Great. in the windscreen, and cleans the windscreen for you. Excellent. And they fill up the the container if it's needed. 
And who owns? And that's all Millie Walsh. Millie Walsh. Oh, Millie! Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Millie. Millie is legendary, isn't he? Oh, he is. He is. He is. And and he's always done that. He's always done that. He has. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Anyone's passing Mullingar, that's the place to pull in. Now, I was saying yesterday, do do either customers or do do uh, shops or uh, play different uh, emporia, do they, is the tradition of giving a little Christmas present either to your local postman, bin man, postwoman, bin woman or whatever, uh, and, and vice versa, the shop giving loyal customers a small little gift of Christmas. Has that gone out with the button boots? No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. I wouldn't say so. Personally, I would, yes, the postman and the bin man. Yeah, OK. And then, is, uh, is, Millie, is Millie there a long time? Oh, Millie is there for... He was further up the Dublin Road. But he's there yeah. at the Dublin Bridge for the last, I couldn't tell you, maybe 30, I don't know how many years, a long, long time. You okay. see, I remember the first person, uh, the first person that told me about Millie was a great friend of mine, Liam McGonagall, a great, great man. He was a manager in the Ulster Bank down there in Mulligar, himself, Louise, his wife and Stephen. And I remember yeah. him regaling me about Millie uh, and the stories from yeah. the garage. And unfortunately, Liam, Liam has passed but, um, yes, yes, but, yes, and, and I know Louise. I oh, know do Louise you? Well. Ah, it's a small country. <laughs> it's a small, <laughs> a small country, country, Mary. Isn't she a great woman? Yeah. She is. She's a tonic. Person. She's a tonic, and um, she, she's the loss of Liam is is, is incredibly incredibly tough on her. But as uh, someone said, there's a new move. There's a movie about Millie. Is that oh, true? that's right. That's right. <laughs> Millie's. Right, yeah. It's called Millie's Max Hall. Millie's Max Hall uh, Magic. And he's based... Give me his address again. The Dublin Bridge. Dublin Bridge. I know, they're on the way into Mullingar. Okay, yes, okay, yes. okay. okay. Right, we'll, thanks, Joe. We'll do our Thank best to get, to get Millie. If someone is uh, driving into Millie's now and um, he's there, will you ask them to talk to Joe? Oh uh, eight one eight seven one five eight one five. And um, he, he's famous in Mullingar, but we'll make him famous in all of Westmead. No, he's famous yes, in all okay. of Westmead to see as well. We'll make him famous yeah. in Ireland because he sounds like a fantastic uh, man. A fantastic man. Yes, okay, yes, Mary, ha- happy okay. Christmas to you bye and bye. Louise and all you. your friends. Yeah. You. Vincent, Vincent Scriven. Vincent, good afternoon. Yeah, my local super value in Salins, he always looks after us. He knows my children are both celiac and he looks after us for uh, an advent calendar and a little Easter egg every year. Oh, He's known since they were small. And yeah. in our workplace, Cloverhill Bakery Ingredients, uh, Super Value Tonic Hilty, hand out mass um, iced Christmas cakes to thousands of their loyal customers. We're down there at the moment helping produce them. So I come back again, Cloverhill Bakery. Cloverhill Bakery Ingredients, that's, a bakery ingredient supplier. That's you. They help out. They, yeah, well, I, I work for them. I work yeah, with of course. Them. Yeah, yeah. We, we supply Super Values and other bakeries around the country. We're currently... Uh, preparing Christmas cakes in Super Value Tonic Hill Street, but the manager has given them out to loyal customers for a long, long time, oh, and he does it every lovely. year. And I had the little Christmas cakes branded. No, they're just ice cream finished to decorate in the store. Well done. Baked uh, in store, handed out to the thousands of the loyal So, the, so the, gift, the gifting idea is still there, loyal over to well, loyal customers. And as to what do Cloverhill Bakery do? You make do you bake cakes? We supply we supply the bakery ingredients. We supply we make make, make cake mixes ourselves, and we supply uh, bakery ingredients from all around the world and Europe. And how so are you? Wow, all around Europe. Well, we buy in from Europe, but of we course, supply yeah. the island of Ireland. Uh, well done, well done, well done. 
Okay, yeah, Vincent. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then, yeah, brilliant. And Vincent Scriven, an unusual name. Yeah, good sir, name. Okay, you've travelled all over the world. Okay, thanks That's indeed, Vincent. Yeah. And well done to Super Value in Clonakilty and well done to Clover Hill Bakery Ingredients in Mill Street in County Cork. Stella McNicholas, what's your dilemma, Stella? Good afternoon. Hiya, Joe. Um, yeah, it's not really a dilemma. I'm very, okay. very blessed that I'm, that I'm living in a, in a house more, more than my requirements at this stage of my life. And, okay. Uh, I just feel in the smaller areas, the smaller town that I live nearby, um, there's very little options to downsize. Like, uh, my two children are gone. They're not even in the country anymore. Probably okay. will never live in our house. And we we don't need a house the size we have. And okay. less, less would do us. But um, there, there's no options out there at all. There's, um, you know... There's no private uh, apartments being built or any smaller houses. If you want to do it a, a doer upper, you probably mm-hmm. could get a small house. But you know, when you've spent your life fixing your house the way you want, it's very hard to have to start from scratch again. You know, so um, I and just feel there's 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 you know there's a housing crisis and there's people like mm-hmm. from speaking to other people, I I have found there's a lot of people in my situation. Their children are gone, and um, there just isn't an option to downsize. And have you have you an image in your head, Stella, of what you'd be looking for? Are you looking for a, a small house in the town? Are you looking for a detached, semi-detached? Are you looking to live in a community? You know, in a in a community for people of a certain age. Well, see, any of those options would be great. Like personally speaking, Joe, I'm not. You know, I'm not running to get a house right away, but mm-hmm. I speak. I speak to you know people in my situation more and more because it interests me, and I find okay. that there's so many houses locally, um, and I'm sure every town's the same. Where there's one or two occupants, um, and they've reared their children, and but you know maybe they're more mature in their age and they're not fit to start um, kind of. Uh, Doing up a house now. Yeah, if somebody, yeah. if if they had options where there was a turnkey and you know, or maybe mm-hmm. um, swap, swapping houses, or as you say, a retirement yeah. uh, options. Like in Dublin or the bigger cities, I'm sure there is so much more options, but in rural areas mm-hmm. there isn't. You know, and yet there's a shortage of houses for families. You yeah, know? it's a bigger house. Yeah. But now, where in, do we go in Dublin? If if people are lucky enough to own their own house um, and there is the, but apartments have gone very dear in Dublin um, the, the, when they downsize they normally would downsize insofar as there's any, any normality in the housing uh, complexity so to speak, but they downsize to say a two bedroom apartment, but you're saying that doesn't arise down in, in the country as such. No, Obviously, I mean yeah. like in the, the time that I'm um, I'm, I'm near, like, I mean, there's great re- rejuvenation going on. There's brilliant um, uh, social housing being built yeah, and lovely yeah. apartments and stuff. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's great to see it improving. And, and you, you should know, say, well, Dublin Dublin is one big building site at the minute, one big yeah. hedgehog of tower cranes. There's so much, so many apartments and houses being built at the minute. But, but as you say, like that yeah, yeah, no. In, for private, you know, for for people who 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 don't qualify for social housing or anything like mm-hmm. that, 
there isn't there isn't the options for them. And yes, they're crying out for their houses, but we have to go somewhere. Do you know that kind of a way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Um, like some, a neighbour mentioned to me in the last week or two, um, all these bank premises that were in the local towns that have now mm-hmm. closed down, if somebody could, you know, develop them into uh, apartments yeah, yeah. That, that people could privately move into or whatever, you know, that's an option, you know. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there that there is... Mm-hmm. And there what about, so Sarah, and they're not a feature here, they're a big feature in the, in the UK and they're a bigger feature in, in France and continental Europe. And, and the reason why pe- people know them in the UK, I suppose, is that Richard Osman series of murders, the murder club, the Thursday murder club, that's set in a, in a retirement home. Would, would you go into a retirement home? No, you, uh, no, sorry, a retirement village. Sorry, a retirement village. Yeah, I mean, in, in the States, that's yeah. common practice yeah. as well. Now, personally speaking, I'm still, I'm of the younger um, generation of the people I'm describing. But I mean, any option, I'd be quite happy. I, w- I would be very happy to live in a log cabin or one of these, you know, purpose built. But you, obviously you need a service site for the likes of those as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just feel that there, there isn't um, options in the private sector for it. And as well as that, I, I think of the people that I've spoken to lately, a lot of them are getting more mature in age and trying to maintain their house, maintain their garden. Yeah, yeah. You're not, they're not fit for four and five now, the only house. The only thing no. I, don't, I don't think people take into account when they're downsizing, all the, the baggage they have. If they have a hobby, if they have golf clubs, if they collect model cars if they have old scrapbooks they want to keep or knickknacks that were that were up in the attic there's an awful lot of things you have to throw out when you're downsizing an awful yeah, lot of things yeah and i mean at the end of the day it's to each his own some people are want to stay in the family home and that's 100% i'm you know i just see that there is there is people out there that that would fall into this category that would be happy to downsize. Personally speaking, I'm a, I'm a bit of a minimalist, so I'd be happy to get rid of a lot of stuff. But other people are more sentimental in, in what they want to keep. And they, to each his own, Joe, you know. Okay. But I do feel the people that I've spoken to lately, that there's an awful lot of people that would move if there was options. And I also spoke to a, a lady yesterday and she was living in the countryside and she would only love to come into the town because she's lonesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. But there isn't, there isn't the option, you know. And then as people, get a li- as people get a little bit older, as Pope Francis said yesterday, his, his infirmities, and you're much younger, obviously, Stella, but, than his 87, but he, he said his, his infirmities are the weight of old age and they're unavoidable. So you have to live near a, a hospital, God forbid, if you need one, or you have to, you have to uh, live near live near facilities. So it's a it's a it's a real it's a real option. I don't know whether any even developer would would get involved, but um, it's given that there's so many, as I say, building projects going on at the minute and people looking for different ideas. That's a that's a, an interesting one. Living in a rural part of the country, small, what half an acre? Is that would you have a big garden? Basically, better, better, quarter, better quarter, quarter of an acre. You know, kids gone uh, some abroad, like all of us, and um, you're four or five bedrooms, and then you want to um, you want to. Uh, Move, stay in the area, but move to a smaller, uh, lower maintenance place. Yeah, what is the, what is the, um, what is the chance? Okay, Stella McNicholas, go to me to Mahogany. Are you there, Millie? Millie? Hello, Joe, how are you getting on? Yeah. You're keeping well, are you? I'm looking at you here on the screen. You're a fine, handsome young man, Millie. And a very happy Christmas to you, 
And many more. Did you know, did you know your name was mentioned on the programme, Millie? I got about 25 phone calls and 20 mentions in the last few minutes. And there was a woman on... Um, I won't give her full name because I think she's madly in love with you as well. She oh says God, it's... That's very important. That's making the Christmas even better. <laughs> <laughs> she says she wanted to nominate you for an award because you have great customer service, Millie, down in... Without the customers, you wouldn't have business. And how long are you running the petrol station, Millie? Uh, 39 years here with Maxwell. Wow. And what's very, it? very good company, a very a pure Irish company, 100%, and they're very good to all their staff and all their sites. And what are your opening hours, Millie? 6.30 in the morning to 11.30 at night. How many days a week? Uh, seven, seven days in every week, isn't it? That's true, yeah. There isn't. Yeah, there is. <laughs> so seven days a week. I should remind you to a few hours in Christmas Day for Nix as well. You open on Christmas Day? Oh, yeah, we open on Christmas morning from half six to three o'clock. Sure, that's most of the day. Yeah. That's such a fantastic... Now, now Millie, Millie, don't tell me you're there all day, every day. I open at half six in the morning, I go home at half six at night, I'm back at 10.30, we close at half eleven, and I go down the road on a bicycle at half twelve, and I'm drinking a bottle of Guinness, going to bed at ten to one. You can't beat that, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Brian? I get up every morning, George, six o'clock, open at half six, a big dish of porridge. If you're ever passing by, I'll give you a bit of it. Bit of porridge, I love it, love it. Yeah. And, oh, you you open, it, and, and hang on, is that your routine, seven days a week? Twenty. Yeah. A day off is going to the doctor, I do enjoy that. <laughs> and if you have... That's only once a year. And Millie, what about holidays? And Millie, how many people do you employ? I employ eight altogether. Good so man. Two part time. Good man. Very loyal staff, but very good staff, and we're in a very good stand here. And how did you, Millie? How did you get involved in the petrol station business? Because I'm in the petrol business all my life, Joe. I'm in the petrol business since I was fourteen. And did you and like? My next, my next one is seventy-three. So so you went into the oil business. Well, what do you mean at 14? You went working in a petrol station. Good yeah. man. And then how did you... Do you own the petrol station, Millie? No, I was long term lease on Maxwell with Maxol. Okay. Yeah. Maxwell, Maxwell of 146 to 147 sites in between north and south of the border. They're a great company, I know that. I know absolutely that. fantastic. No, really, and truly a pleasure to be with Joe. I've been honest about that. And Millie, have you, you, have you seen the business change? It has changed dramatically, ah, yeah, hasn't it? True for you. True for you. Yeah. Now, Millie, yeah. do you want to talk about the, your, your movie?
Who <laughs> wants <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> so tell us. Tell us what. It went very well, because it me life on a bit of crack and how to meet people, have a crack and joke with people. And Millie, were you ever offered your own radio programme on a, a local or indeed a no, national no, station? I right, Joe. I was lucky to pass my primary cert. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of tech. <laughs> ran out I of tech. I suppose if Maxwell knew me back, though, they'd never be 39 <laughs> years with him. They'd love you, they'd love you. So but I, much more. See, I watched a bit of the movie there, and you, yeah. you've, you've a, a big, big shop, um, and you, you have an offer, you have a very, you have a very big range, Millie. Yeah, oh yeah, we carry a lot of stuff, Joe. We carry a lot of stuff, yeah. We do. But that's what you need, Joe. When you open at half six in the morning to half eleven at night, you need what people want. Yeah. And you sell you know, everything. You sell everything from milk to obviously petrol to I think it is selling coffins shortly you now again. <laughs> You're selling coffins? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well you know, about Millie, Millie, you know coffins are very popular. Oh, I, I, I forgot to tell you I was young enough again to be in that business. Yeah, well, if coffins, so people are dying to get into them. Stay I, there I for a sec. Stay yeah. there for a sec, Millie. Uh, alien, alien. Hi, Joe. You come in praise of Millie. Millie Walsh. I do. Yeah, Joe, um, I'm a paramedic. I was based in Mullingar there for the last 20 years. And right. every Christmas without fail, Millie would drop down box of chocolates ah. to the ambulance station to us. Every year. Well done. Yeah, and, would yeah. You and, always, and always so good to us when we pull in for diesel or coffee or whatever, you know, a gentleman. And is, this, is the petrol station as exciting as, as, um, as Millie sounds? As sounds and welcoming. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Out over the tannoy in the forecourt, he'd be roaring out because I'm from Mayo originally. Out over the tannoy, <laughs> I'd be getting out to the ambulance to get diesel. Yeah. He'd be roaring out to, on the tannoy about the Mayo girl. There's the Mayo girl. Oh, Anyone brilliant. that comes in that gets the greeting, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. He's wonderful. Brilliant. He's and a wonderful y- asset to Mullingar, so he is. He sounds like it. He sounds, as, as indeed yeah, you, he is. As indeed is a service you, you, you run as well, Aileen, and all, everyone in the National Ambulance ser- Service. Uh, Millie. Thank you, Joe. Th- thank you, Aileen. Good to meet you, Margaret. Uh, five, five, one, five, one, double. Say happy Christmas to Millie. Well, Aileen said happy Christmas there, Millie. Millie, are Aileen, you. Happy Christmas and all your family. Yeah. Uh, and Millie, are you, are you out serving petrol as you're talking? I'm here at the moment in the shop, Joe. There's a queue of people in it. So I'm in the shop. Yeah. Papa. And you know many of them in the queue. Is that, is that, is that, Mary, is that Mary Murphy I see there at the end of the queue? Is it that her? I tell you, I saw, I saw there. She's, she's looking great, isn't she? Yeah. Got her hair done, I see. Yeah, yeah. Tell them what. And Millie, have you? Do you mind me asking you? Have you got family? Oh yeah, three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much, you're a gentleman. Okay, oh, tell him, tell him, you, tell him Joe said thanks as well. Yeah, okay. What's it? Okay, Millie, come back to me. Where's he gone? It's mayhem down in Millie's Max Hall of Mullingar. Millie's Max Hall of Mullingar. Fiona, come in while Millie is, 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 uh, serving, serving Petra. Are you back, Millie? Fiona, Fiona, Hi, Joe. Hi, come in, come in, come in. Yeah, you know me. You know Millie from Mullingar. 
I do, and I just, I just heard him. I heard his voice, and I yeah. thought that's an unmistakable voice, isn't it, Joe? Uh, because he's exactly as he as he comes across to you there now, and he remembers everybody. Wow. But I just rang in because I I was in Millie's shop a couple of times after my father had passed away, okay. and I just mentioned it to him one day. Um, I was asking him where he's from because he uh, he's got an interest in where everybody's from, and he I told him my father had passed away. And he followed me out a few minutes later. I was out putting something into the door of the car. And he said, there's a little, a little prayer and a poem now that I've printed off for your father. And he gave me this, this lovely poem that was so touching. And every time I go in there, I think of him and I think of my father. And um, that's the kind of man he is. He's a great fella. Isn't that beautiful? That's really He's unique, actually. He is unique, unique. yeah. And Mil- an Fiona, you stay there for a minute in case Millie doesn't come back to me. Millie! Millie! Millie, <laughs> Millie, where's he gone? He's talking. Yeah, come back to me, Millie. Yeah. Okay, Millie, Millie. Who? God forbid, no. But who have you? Someone to take over the business? No, I mean, have you sons and daughters and grandchildren? And- do their own thing, Joe, you know. You okay, tell. okay. Yeah, ah, yeah, but I see how things go. And, that and, and Millie... I tell her nobody put anybody in here. Yeah, and, and Millie, um, have you... I know you don't, you don't have much time, but and, do you have any hobbies? Do you... No, I'm involved, I'm, involved, I'm, involved, I'm involved with the church, I'm involved with a few, uh, farm and graveyard, I'm involved with a, a cemetery, I'm involved with a few things, Joe, a few sacred things, you know what I mean? Yeah, OK. And are you... Uh, <laughs> Do you mind me asking, are you quite religious? I don't want to say I'm religious, yeah, though, okay. but I like to be honest, I like to be right with people. So God, you have to give something back to the man above. Yeah, here, 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 here. <laughs> That's the way I look into it. You know yourself. I'll keep on side. And when you're, when you're relaxing, Millie, which it must be very hard, given that you're every day, you're up at half six, you work till yeah, half, yeah, you do the 12, you're, sorry, you're up yeah. at six, open at half six, yeah. do the 12 yeah. hours, the, the, yeah. then you go back home for an hour or two, yeah. watch watch Fair City, then you come back yeah. at 10 o'clock, close the, gar- yeah, close the garage, yeah. then you get on your bike yeah. down the hill, yeah. and what, yeah. pub, what pub do you go into? No, I bring me five to get it home, my fridge. Have oh, sorry. Oh, oh, you yeah. said, and then you're in bed at 10 to 1. Then 10 to 1, I'm up at 6, Joe. And do you listen to music, or how do you... How do you but relax? That's my life, hardly my life, but you know yourself, I probably won't be always that either. You know yourself, it'll come to an end too, Joe. Well, you're doing, you've, done, <laughs> you've done 40 years, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I've done more than after I was 13. I'm nearly 73, 72. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. This Joe, Joe Dolan has written a song about you. I it's you, it's you, it's you, Millie. Yeah. yeah. Ah, he's great. to be a millionaire. I think we all need to head for the Maxwell. There might be a party on there now. <laughs> well, you don't need a million to be a millionaire when you have the good humour of Millie.
Liveline is coming live from Millie's petrol station there uh, on the outskirts of, of Mullingar. Millie, come back to me. Millie. I'm here, Joe. Okay. Okay. And come here. Would you would you be a dancer, Millie? Are you, uh, no, I would never dance. No, <laughs> <laughs> a chance of more than a chance of you. A chance of more. A Bengal dancer, a chance of more than a dancer. Say there, uh, Millie. No, yeah, Millie. Enjoy life, Joe. I do enjoy life. I three children. I have a very sick daughter, actually, Joe. To ah, be honest. I'm sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah, but she's a great girl. Yeah. Good one. She's uh, after having three kidney transplants. Oh God. And, and she's on the list now for a fourth one. Oh, okay, well, please God. And she really has, she has a fantastic husband. Yeah. And she has a fantastic mother and brother yeah. and sister. And a fantastic and, father. And you know, it, it, it's, it's not simple, Joe, but I mean, I there's, there's, there's great people. There's great people. I know, and then we, rem and, we remind people, um, Millie, yeah. I'll say it again, you've come to me. Um, to, if you enjoyed Millie, which you did, we all did, um, and you're still on, uh, why, and you haven't got an organ donor card, I want people to text uh, f the word donor, D-O-N-O-R, to 550, 550, and they will come back to you but, and tell... Fair play to you, Joe. No, we, we, need, we need to get 100% coverage. Say Joe, she has a book out at the moment, and okay. it's going very, very well. Oh. And, the and the title of the book is Never Give Up. Brilliant. Brilliant. And Joel, I, I will get her to send you a copy of it. I will. She's, she's go, trying to go for the late, late show with her. Yeah. Really and truly, this girl now. What I a remarkable woman. What a remarkable she's 39, woman. 39, and she's sick since she was a year and a half. We threw the, we went through them, and Beaumont Hospital has been very, yeah, very Yeah, the very National Centre, yeah, they're brilliant. And you're really and truly is. But she can in that door now into the shop. She could be in the evening and she'll come in just smiling yeah. and she'd always say, there's always somebody worse than me. Yeah. And I, but her book is going very, very, people are very, very good. We sell it here at 13.99. It's not a profit-making thing. No, it's it's just to make people aware that how valuable life is. And people complaining the headaches, complaining the leg breaks, yeah. complaining that this, complaining mm. they having to go to work, which is, which is very sad. And look, I said to them, read two or three pages of this book and that'll bring you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Where's Dermot Mullen? All your customers are talking to us now. Uh, Mill, uh, Mill. Mill. He's one of the best Dermot's a good one. No, a very good customer, John. Very, very lucky. Very, very But there again, John Mullingar is a fantastic. Okay, will you let me? Will you let me? Maybe one of the best. So, he's go. there at the witness myself for a gun in where anybody had a bereavement. He goes out the back and he gets them a little pair of rosary beads and a few prayers. Yeah, yeah. I get the people leaving the shop. Yeah. And he's at every funeral like, between Delvin and Mullingar and Captain oh, Town at the whole lot. He's one of the best. Man, Dermot, for God, don't die, Dermot. He won't know him even as. And Dermot, whatever you do, Dermot, don't die. 
And his father went in the other week for a car wash, Joe, and yeah. he's very good with the old people around Mullingar and Delvin. And he comes out and I gave him a free car wash. And my good neighbours here across the road, Adam Frankie Hart, he sends Anne off the box of chocolates every Christmas. He's a girl. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And apparently, uh, Millie, people are telling us you're very good to local charities. Very ah, good. No, you do your bit, Joe. Good. Yeah. You have to get back something. Okay, where's... You have to get back something. Every Tuesday night, Millie. Yeah, you're a credit. It's a credit to you. And okay. the day you ah, retire, no, no. Millie, you're a big loss to Mullingar. You don't... You, you know, and I said, the town is very good to me, Joe, and it's a simple yeah. the customers are good to me. And you just have to get back something. It's not about all taking, Joe. Yeah, you have to get back something. Here, here. And as I said, I genuinely cannot thank Maxwell enough for giving me the opportunity to run the service station for so long. Yeah, fantastic. So, I've been honest Des, about that. I mean, that's about I know, to be hard. I know. Uh, Des, yeah, Des yeah. Gilroy, Des, come in. Hello, Millie. You're Millie. How are you? Are you well? <laughs> Millie, Millie, <laughs> Millie, Millie, Joe, Millie's incredible. Millie never did a marketing course, but Millie was one of Ireland's greatest marketeers. He was one of the greatest PR people I ever came across. Wow. Millie was started, I first met Millie with Ray McIntyre. Okay. Way back. Millie. Are you there? Yeah, no, go, go, keep going. Yeah, there. he's there. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And 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 I'm when Max told me, maybe more notes of people here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and get the good one as well. But whatever, keep talking. The wonderful thing yeah. about Millie was he had this incredible, and I imagine he still has it. This incredible memory, and and all you had to do was go in once, and he would remember your car. And as people drove by when he was filling up at the pumps, he would let a good old roar, how are you? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he knew so many names and he remembered so many people. Okay. And uh, when, when Maxwell poached him and took him over to their station, he, he did a, an immense damage to, to his previous <laughs> employer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Millie's a legend. Millie's an oh, absolute brilliant. legend. Wonderful, brilliant. wonderful person. And it's terrific to hear him yeah. that he's still going strong. And he's... Um He's a tonic to listen to. Millie, Mi- Millie, come back to me. Where's yeah, he going? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're there. Okay. So many girls want to say hello to hello, say hello to Joe. Hey, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah say hello. Oh, the guy that's just. Lily and Dave from Mullingar. Lily, fair play, Lily. No, thanks again. Now, Millie, Sorry, Millie, Millie, hang, hang on, Millie. Uh, two little bits of good news. One is, uh, they, we listen. Now, you probably weren't listening earlier if you're walking. The dog, we're trying to get back from New York. We have someone who's on the same flight and is offering to help, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, uh, Millie, I want you to finish the programme today, given that you've taken it over. You say, today's, today's live line was presented by Millie. Walsh. Oh, well, I say that right. Yeah, and say that, and you say the producer is Tara, and Ray Darcy is next. Go ahead, Millie. Today's program was produced by Millie Walsh. I thank very much, Joe. Millie Walsh from Maxwell, Mullingar, County Westmead. Oh, stays open until 3:15 p.m. Or email Joe at rte.ie.